before we get into our conversation this week with our guest, I just want to share with you guys something I'm obsessed with and I'm like so excited about it because it's so out of character for me, but I'm obsessed with Call of Duty Mobile. My older brother put me onto the game because he was, we were at the bank one day and he was like so into it and I was like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm playing Call of Duty Mobile and he was so into it and it looked so much fun. And he was like, you have to get it. Like, you have to get it. So I got it, and I ended up being on the U.S. server. And he's on the Thai server, which means we can't actually be on the same team. Like, you know, they did it so stupid. And so we can't play with each other. But if you guys are on Call of Duty Mobile U.S. server, um, go ahead and add me. It's NicoleNomXO. And... I promise you guys I am very, very good at the game. My KD is 2.8, so yeah, you know, I found my calling, maybe, <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm pretty good at the game. Not going to toot my own horn, but you'll be happy to have me on your team, I promise. Anyway, before we get into our conversation, I just want to remind you that you can get my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You guys can also purchase my goodie bag set. It comes with a super heavy booty band and a pair of core sliders, and I take it literally everywhere with me. I was in Phuket this past weekend. I took it with me because I had to go to the gym over there, and you know, you never know what these like other facilities have in their gym. If you have like a pair of really heavy bands, you can get in a really, really good lower body workout anywhere you want. So those are definitely some necessities. You guys can also book a one hour coaching call with me where we talk about fitness, diet, nutrition, you know, boys, friendships, anything that you want for an hour. And you can just drop a line and say hi. You can do all that at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, with all that being said, let's get right into our conversation with our guest of the week. Our guest this week is a certified yoga instructor, certified kundalini yoga teacher, and a certified Ayurvedic health counselor. For over 20 years, she has been leading wellness-based programs at some of the most luxurious five-star hotels around the world. Kimberly Rossi, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Thank you for inviting me. So tell us about yourself, where you're from, all the basics. So I grew up in Connecticut and started my career uh, in my... In, in, at 20, um, working in spas. And uh, this is when there were probably just a dozen destination spas uh, in the United States. And I got to be exposed to a lot of different, beautiful, holistic healing modalities. And um, hospitality is a work hard play harder kind of industry <laughs> and I found myself in my mid-twenties with my highs very high and my lows very low and either I was impeccably disciplined or not at all yeah. and I stumbled across yoga uh, and went to yoga teacher training in my mid-twenties 
And that was my uh, quest and answer for for balance. It it's um, you know lowered my high. It, it it made my highs and lows merge a little bit uh, closer together, and also uh, really got to explore becoming on the path of becoming the best version of myself and managing my thoughts, my actions, my behaviors, my patterns, and just gave me a, a very deeper and holistic approach into ourself as a mind, as a body, and as a spirit. And things just started to make a lot of sense and life started to become happier and healthier and I started to become more whole. That's amazing. How would you how would you define holistic wellness? I mean, I think that when you say that term, people can think of a lot of different things. I think to me, I don't know why, but I really associate like vegetarianism or veganism with going holistic. And I don't know why that is, but it's just kind of like encompasses that to me. I don't know. Is that is that correct or am I kind of coming out yeah, of left field? I think- No, I think when I say the word holistic approach, it means that when, it means to me, when there is an imbalance, we look at all aspects of like, you know, the human dimension Mm -hmm. of like, let's say I have, um, menstrual issues when I menstruate. Um, it's not so much as treating the cramp with Advil. It's looking at the whole person physically, what's going on with uh, the lifestyle of diet and what's going on uh, in, in the mental body. Is there any stress? What's going on in the emotional body? What's going on you know, in it, it, you know, in the energy body. So it's not like okay, you have a cramp, take an Advil. It's all right. How can we, um, you know, menstruating is a normal thing. Yeah, sometimes we have cramps, but they shouldn't be debilitating. There's something that we're doing that's not working for us. That's creating this symptom, and let's not just make the symptom go away. We're looking at all of the aspects of of the person and making recommendations to prevent those from being debilitating, if that makes sense. So yeah. the holistic approach is looking at the whole person and the whole person's lifestyle rather than just prescribing um, a, a medicine or even an herb, um, you know, to just fix that, that, that symptom. Right. Right. That makes sense. It's not just treating the symptom. It's actually treating the factors that can be contributing to the cause. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it because I think that so many times modern medicine kind of just treats whatever is making you uncomfortable at the moment and it doesn't go beyond that and so a lot of the times things can turn from acute to chronic because we're not really treating the underlying cause 
Exactly. So more doctors than not are trained to give us the medicine to make us feel better without addressing the causes. And for us to take responsibility for that, most of us want to take a pill uh, to feel better rather, it's easier, rather than making diet and lifestyle you know, changes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, um, you know, I don't want to put all the blame on (laughs) on the doctors, you know, we're responsible too. And when we find we can make sometimes simple changes um, that have lasting effects to our health and well-being, I find that just so empowering. And that's why yoga evolved uh, into Ayurveda, Uh, When I learned that 90% of imbalance or more specifically disease is based on poor choice um, and only 10% is is based on on actual uh, diseases that were predisposed to genetically, I felt so empowered that health was not a chance. It was a choice. And to be actively engaged meant my chances of being happy, healthy, and whole were pretty high, 90%. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's honestly astonishing. I, I think that so many people blame factors beyond their control for, you know, their diseases. There's things like family hereditary stuff and all this stuff that I feel like people neglect the effect of their choices on there. But I mean, let's just get into it. Can you tell us what Ayurveda is? Because I know the listeners are dying to know. Ayurveda is the oldest natural healthcare system on the planet. It dates back 5,000 years or longer, and its purpose is to heal and maintain the quality and longevity of our life, primarily using diet, lifestyle, and herbs. And to relate that to more modern terminology and and including stress management, we know stress is the leading cause of, of disease. Yeah. And we use um, a specific diet based on our uh, body type. Um, There are essentially three main body types we look at. It's based off of the five elements, ether, air, fire, water, and earth. And these elements combine to form these body types. We call them doshas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first body type is a... Now we're all five elements. Let's okay. not let's not get off track. Okay. But there are elements predominant in our genetic makeup uh, based on when the sperm hits the ovum. Uh, so some of us are predominantly ether and air, which this body type we call vata. The second body type is predominantly fire with a little water, and this is called pitta. And the third type is earth and water and this body type is is called kapha so we look at what elements are predominant in our genetic makeup and we look at what elements are out of balance and we come up with a what we call a pacifying diet Mm. because we know that like increases like 
and we want to not throw these um, these 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 elements out of balance. We keep them pacified and imbalanced through diet, through lifestyle, and when we're out of balance, we bring things into balance through diet, lifestyle, herbs, and. For a lot of us, particularly now, through uh, cleansing, through Ayurvedic cleansing, which I'd, I'd love to share more about at the right time. We're definitely going to get into the cleansing and the diet tips. But first, how can we tell what element or what dosha that we predominantly are? Because, I mean, like, is it something okay. that we can look at a person and be like, oh, she's mainly kapha or you know, pitta, can we just see that, like, obviously, or, or no? With, with being trained and having a, a little bit of knowledge, you can absolutely do that. Really? So I would invite, yeah, I'd invite you to come to our website, aolrc.org, and take your dosha uh, questionnaire. So okay. you can find that easily on the website, or just Google, you know, dosha questionnaire, and there's some great uh, simple dosha quizzes that are pretty right on. Okay. Uh, so that's the first thing you can do. The second thing that you can do is go to an Ayurvedic doctor if there is one in your area. And, and that is right on through pulse diagnosis. Uh, they can uh, very easily tell what's in balance, what your dosha is, what's in balance and what's out of balance. Uh, but for the sake of our conversation, people who are predominantly vata are very long and lean, um, okay. very string bean type body types or very petite. Okay. And um, vata types tend to flutter around like hummingbirds and butterflies. They tend to talk a lot. Uh, they tend to uh, be very creative. Okay. And when they're out of balance, uh, they tend to have a lot of aches and pains, dig digestive issues, little colds, nothing really serious, but uh, those kinds of things. And when Vata is out of balance, for most of us, um, right, even though I'm not Vata, I could still have a Vata imbalance, particularly if you travel a lot, you've experienced Vata imbalance and you might not feel grounded. You mm. might have constipation. Um, vata imbalances manifest as bloating, flatulence, constipation, and in our mind, anxiety and worry and insomnia. So those are, are things when uh, predominant in vata types and when vata is out of balance. And pitta types, uh, pitta types tend to be athletic builds. Uh, they tend to um, have either freckles or little brown spots or a, a reddish complexion, tend to be hot in, in nature and tend to be leaders or uh, entrepreneurs. And um, when pizza's out of balance, uh, we could experience uh, loose stools, diarrhea, acid reflux, repeat burps. And the minds can be agitated, irritated, frustrated, overly self-critical, and judgmental, right? Okay. So we all know when our gut is out of balance, it affects our, our mind. So uh, we look at the digestive uh, imbalance, and then the, the mind is a mirror. And 
Kapha types, they say, are the happiest uh, body type, and they <laughs> tend to be very curvy in nature. Uh, and, um, you know, you love to get a hug from a Kapha type. They have squishy type of skin and um, uh, mostly curly, thick hair and big bones and big white teeth, big white eyes, eyeballs. And um, they tend to be the ones uh, at work that uh, are there the longest and latest and, and tend to not complain. And when kapha's out of balance, we could tend to gain weight, have mucus in the stools, uh, be a little lethargic or dull in the mind, uh, jealous or possessive attached to the past or our possessions. So those are sort of in extreme of a, a generality, uh, being general of the body type and, um, and in extreme, you know, when it's out of balance. And we yeah. can experience all three Im imbalances, but we look at what our type is and what is out of balance. And then it's, a, it's very easy uh, to make diet and lifestyle recommendations to uh, ease uh, or, or correct the imbalance. The idea is that when something's out of balance, we, we do want to address it as quickly as possible because if we don't, uh, it further manifests and then it becomes a little harder to correct. Now we need herbs and cleansing. And if we it, still ignore it, uh, then it, it could lead to disease, uh, which then we, we you know, definitely need uh, modern medicine and uh, Ayurveda to, um, to, to correct or reverse uh, disease if it's, if it's not too far, far out. So when we're experiencing any of those digestive issues I just mentioned, what you are eating is not working for you. Mm. And to, 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 to make that correction early on, uh, rather than when something is getting so chronic, like not eliminating for five or seven days or having such extreme acid reflux you need to go to uh, a doctor for or having ex you know such weight gain um, that it's 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 further pushing other things out of balance so we want to catch these things earlier on the earlier on we catch them the easier they are to correct them and we just need to be educated it's it amazes me we go to school and get our bachelor's degree our master's degree some of us go on to get phds and i've had people with phds and doctors mm -hmm. uh, come for ayurveda health consults we don't learn how to take care of you know the most important thing in the world our, right. our body and our and our, and our minds how can ayurveda help promote weight loss for each of these elements because you're making it sound like um, each dosha actually has a different eating preference, like dietary um, preferences. Like, are, are some doshas allergic to certain things or anything like that? So the the first the first thing I'm a huge proponent of of personal training and um, you know and working uh, with a trainer uh, to determine um, how many calories you should be taking in and what that magical beautiful formula of macros which if 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 some of us don't know is that that balance between fat carbohydrates and proteins. Mm -hmm. 
So I just want to point out that it, it is uh, very important, particularly if we struggle with weight loss. Some of us, you know, have it down and it's, it's, it, it's an easy formula. We have discipline, we get it. And for others of us, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And then I notice, particularly after having babies, uh, there's challenges and, um, I'm approaching that time of life uh, where I'm preparing for menopause and things really changed in my body after 44 and now at 50 and working with a a, a trainer to determine your calories and and your macros and, and really exploring that is very powerful and how we relate this to Ayurveda and yes, there are certain uh, better foods uh, for for different types. But to keep this very simple and and general, um, this is the Ayurvedic uh, sort of rule of thumb for natural weight balancing, uh, which I used in coordination with my trainer in determining my calories. I used to never be a calorie counter. <laughs> I, I used to be. Uh, of a very strict vegetarian, which for those of us that are vegetarians, we know it's a very high carbohydrate diet. It's very hard uh, to get 90 to 100 grams of, of protein in through the vegetarian diet. So I really explored how to do that and then incorporated the principles of Ayurveda. So here are the basics of, of keeping weight down of co- according to Ayurveda. Um, the first is uh, we do eat breakfast um, and uh, we eat enough at breakfast to get us to lunch, okay? Lunch is our main meal of the day, okay? okay. Uh, so it's the biggest, most beautiful, freshly cooked meal of the day. And then we eat enough at lunch uh, to get us to dinner, Ideally, lunch is between 11.30 and 1.30. This is because the digestive fire is at its peak during this time. Please don't miss this window. Please don't skip lunch. It's the most important appointment in your, in your day, in your work day. Um, supper is supplemental, meaning it's lighter than lunch. Soups, stews, steamed veggies, cooked veggies. We tend to put raw veggies at lunchtime. So foods that are easier to digest as close to 6 p.m. as possible, okay? 7 p.m., the, okay, the, the earlier we eat, the, the better, okay, so mm-hmm. that we could transition into good sleep is, is important. So sleeping between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. are the most important times, according to Ayurveda, for sleep. It's an important recipe to know that if we don't eat anything after dinner until breakfast, right? Yeah. Ayurveda doesn't use the word intermittent fasting, okay? We don't use that word. However, in, in order to keep weight down, we know to not eat anything after supper until breakfast. For those of you that are looking to gain weight, eat, eat sweets at night before bed. It definitely <laughs> works. I've tried it, okay? So we, we really want to eat a satiated, beautiful supper with all of the tastes. Uh, we don't skip sweet. Um, by, by skipping sweet, for some of us, that's setting us up for failure. So if you need a sweet, I put my dark chocolate 
at lunchtime. Uh, if I need a little uh, something, um, you know, a cookie, I put it at lunchtime mm. rather than having it at night before bed. Okay, really important to not skip that beautiful sweet treat, but making it as least refined as possible, the highest quality, having it at lunch. We tend to have a very high prana diet in Ayurveda. And so what this means is foods closest to their natural state, uh, beans, uh, grains, um, organic fruits and vegetables, as organic and, and wholesome as possible. We try to avoid refined foods, frozen foods, canned foods, boxed foods. And for some of us that are super sensitive, and I'm one of these people, there are a lot of chemicals in in, in refined, fast, bagged foods yeah. that shut the yeah, that shut the brain's receptor off from our tummy that say I'm full. All right, and overeating occurs. So by eating these fresh, natural uh, ingredients closest to their natural state, we're feeling full and feeling happy. Um, if we must snack in Ayurveda, we, we eat fruit, and that's taken in between meals. We don't mix fruit with our main meals. Um, fruit ferments in the tummy and can cause indigestion. Everything we do in Ayurveda is to kindle this digestive fire so that it's working optimally. We don't skip meals in Ayurveda. Uh, we don't fast uh, typically in Ayurveda. We cleanse to reset the digestive system. And for me, cleansing resets my relationship with food. Um, it's important if we're trying to, uh, I feel it's important, and, and this is not so much an Ayurvedic tip, but a tip that's worked for me. I used to never log or track my food. Mm -hmm. So there's some of us, uh, Vata types, that don't eat enough and are underweight and tend to project they're eating more than they are. And then there's others of us, Kapha types, uh, that tend to eat more and, and we don't count it and, right. and downplay it. Um, and there are uh, others of us that tend to overeat. Uh, maybe we are under stress, uh, we're, we're, un we're overeating, maybe we're under stress, we're undereating. So it is a beautiful tool to track um, our calories and our macros through tools. They say that women that um, track their food daily are closer to their ideal weight than women that don't. And this tool really helped me because my calories would be done by, by supper and I would be a snacker at night and, and weight was creeping on in my late 40s. Now, when my calories are done at 6 p.m., that's it. If I want to be my ideal weight and if I, if I, if I, if it's a choice, if I need or want to snack that I'm going to not be where my goals are right. or, or self-sabotage. So tracking is great. Also, there is a study that shows that women that weigh themselves regularly, and that's not daily, that's regularly, once a week, twice a month, four times a month, are closer to their ideal weight than women that don't. And for me, the third thing, um, studies have shown women that repeat their meals 
are closer to their ideal weight than women that don't. And for me, that means I, I shop on, on Sundays and I make very simple, cook healthful, very simple meals Monday through Thursday so that I'm, I, I, I cook in the morning. I wake up 15, 20 minutes to cook, prep my meals for the day and have fresh meals that I've prepped. I know what the ingredients are. I've logged them Monday through Thursday. And to be a little bit free on the weekends, not to go totally crazy, maybe one day a week or one <laughs> meal a week. But we don't want to be so disciplined that we don't want to go out to eat. We don't want to attend social engagements. We don't want to bring our containers everywhere we go. I, I mean, you know, we're so restricted. I can't eat this. I don't want to eat that. This. We, we, we don't want to squeeze the joy out of life or our relationships because sharing meals is a way of loving and connecting. And that is very important. So we need to find that balance. So if you've been struggling with this, I used to, get yourself a coach. Get a, an Ayurveda health consultant. Get a, a trainer and, and someone that's exceptional. I tend to pick my people that have... 10 years or more experience doing what they're doing and are a role model, someone mm -hmm. successful, right? If I'm going for relationship advice, I'd, I'd like to find someone older than me that's perhaps been married for 20 years. Right. So we want to seek out people um, that have a proven track record and that are um, examples of of, of, of working the, the system to their success. And the final thing is, whatever you're doing, it must, must be sustainable. If, you're, if your diet or eating behaviors and habits are not something you can do today for the rest of your life yeah. and feel great, feeling high energy, feeling happy, feeling like you're not not permitting yourself from from eating this that and the other thing if it's not sustainable it's a short-term solution and what i've found with short-term solutions is that the the pendulum uh being at the high weight then swings to a low weight that mm -hmm. is not uh realistic to maintain which then further shoots the pendulum to an even even higher weight than you started with a lot of depression and a lot of very bad feelings about our bodies and ourselves. So we must find a sustainable approach so this pendulum is in the middle. Right. And uh, it, is, it is really an exploration of finding what combination of diet and exercise works for you. And um, I have, you know, I... I see uh, coaches, uh, you know, periodically when I'm in a little bit of a slump or get a workout from a, a trainer, we must keep it interesting and exciting and be, be engaged in this process of, of our health and well-being. Right. What is the Ayurvedic approach to exercise then? Because I know you mentioned like trainers and you work out, but like are we into the high intensity stuff or should we really be sticking to more low intensity activities like yoga and um, like Pilates and anything that does not, it, it, that is not really like crazy, crazy, like in the room with an instructor just yelling at you 
type of vibe. <laughs> so I love I love that you've asked this question because there are three different body types, the vata, pitta, kapha, and so each type needs something different. So vata types tend to uh, run marathons. Vata types tend to love vinyasa, uh, vinyasa yoga, and um, these types actually need to slow down and ground. So hiking in nature is very good for Vata types. Strength training, very good for Vata types. And Hatha yoga or restorative yoga, which is slower in nature, is more grounding for Vata types. Okay, Vata's ether and air, so Mm -hmm. they're light. They tend to not eat regular meals. They tend to be underweight. They tend to, you know, get a lot of, you know, so so we want to ground vata types, all right? Pitta types tend to overdo it. Uh, they're the ones at the gym sweating profusely <laughs> with bright red faces. Now, that doesn't mean we can't engage in those high-intensity uh, workouts. What it means is we need to work at 80%. Uh, we need to stay in that target heart rate, you know, 75, 80%, because our 80% is most people's 110%. Mm-hmm. So Pitta actually needs to um, not get that super duper sweaty, red faced out of breath. If you just take that little step back, you're going to get so much more. And high-intensity interval training is great for Pitta, strength training, jogging. I know Pitta likes, you know, Pitta's that competitive, that athletic kind yeah. of person. What's not what's what's not so great for Pitta, uh, especially if we live in Miami and it's August, is hot yoga. Anything that's going to increase that heat in, you know, at that time is not great. However, swimming would be wonderful. And for kapha, our kapha friends tend to accumulate weight very easily. They tend to be, have bigger bones. Um, kapha loves uh, exercises like water aerobics, and they love restorative yoga. Well, kapha, that is not exercise for you. Kapha <laughs> actually needs to do some jogging. Kapha needs to move your body. Kapha, you think you're moving at 100%. You're really moving at, 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 at 60%. Oh. You need to, you know. You need to push it a little harder. Kapha, you do want to get a little red face. Kapha, you do want to get a little out of breath. And Kapha, you definitely want to perspire. So um, weight, you know, weight training, high intensity interval training, you know, vinyasa or power yoga would be good for for Kapha types. Um, and and you know, when you look into who you are, you 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 know who you are, and and you know what you need to do. The other thing with Pitta types, because I'm Pitta, and I haven't met you in person, um, but I imagine you might be too. Yeah, is we <laughs> tend to do things we're good at. We yeah. tend to repeat things and do things we're good at. So Pitta, get out of the comfort zone, stop doing the same routines, change it up, do something different, and your body will respond differently. Oh my God, that was so amazing. That's so funny because I think that it is so on on point. It's so accurate. Um, when you told me about the vata, you know, the long leanness of it, of, of these, of the, of our vata girls, um, I imagine like marathon runners 
a lot of cardio comes into my mind immediately because they're very, you know, I think of marathon runners, endurance runners versus sprinters. And I think sprinters are more of us pittas. And then the marathon endurance runners, long distance runners are more of the vata types. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and Ka- and Ka- would be on the sideline yeah. cheering everyone on. <laughs> <laughs> they would be watching with the banners. I love them. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a huge issue with like PMS cramps and back pain. So for the ladies listening, can you give us some Ayurvedic tips to help with these PMS issues and like bloating and maybe other feminine health hacks, like when things get maybe a little funky down there? So here is the thing. The thing is, is that menstruation is a, is, is from nature and it is naturally occurring every month. And it should not be debilitating in ways that we're, we're bleeding, you know, excessively or uh, we're exhausted and or our cramps are so bad and we can't go to work, you know, these kinds of things we should, you know, we should be able to conceive. So we need to look at our, our, our diets and, and, our, and our exercise, our lifestyle habits, our sleep habits, how we're managing stress. So all of those things would be somewhat different, um, you know, depending on the person and, and, and the life that they're living. But here's, here's, here's an underlying, you know, simple uh, solution. And again, in Ayurveda, we don't have a one uh, solution fits all, right? We have three types. And actually, there's, you know, e- even more factors that, that we're looking at than just the three types. So minimally, there's three solutions, but there's many, many more in Ayurveda. And our, our toxins in our food and our water and our air are at an all-time high. And whether you're experiencing, um, you know, menstrual issues, fertility issues, digestive issues, uh, imbalances in the mind, severe anxiety is, is, is a big deal right now. I'm working with a lot of people with this right now. Um, whatever those, those things are, or if you're healthy and you're just looking for better immunity, we need to reset the digestive system and get rid of these. The, the toxins are getting uh, they're, they're lodging in the deepest layers of our tissues, either the reproductive organs, uh, and we're seeing these imbalances in, our, in, in younger people, or the brain, and we're seeing these imbalances in our elders. So we recommend in Ayurveda to cleanse twice a year, typically in, in spring and fall, um, so that we are pushing uh, and pulling the toxins into our GI tract, and then we are eliminating them. And we do this through diet, uh, through herbs, and and through um, some self therapies. And um, it is uh, you don't starve. You're you, you're eating. 
Um, you're getting, it's, it's kind of like you take your car for an oil change. Uh, it's kind of like we're really uh, getting the system uh, really lubricated and oily uh, so that things are able to, to move around and, and, and get out and the digestive system resets so that it is working like a, a well-tuned, uh, fine machine that it is. Uh, this digestive system gets bogged down for all types of reasons, diet, stress, medicines, um, all sorts of things. And it needs to be taken care of just like all the other systems we take care of. And um, so that would be, but see in, in Ayurveda practitioner, um, and talk about your particular imbalances. We we do a lot of different questioning and looking and listening and touching uh, to determine where that imbalance is is coming from. But it's it it can typically something such as as cramps um, can be looked at from a, a diet and lifestyle perspective. Got it. So. Now, obviously, I have to know. Can you tell us a little bit more about your cleanses? So Ayurveda cleansing uh, has been happening for more than 5,000 years to prevent um, or ease imbalance. And essentially what we are doing is we are um, doing external oleation by applying a lot of oils uh, to the skin, uh, to the nose, the eyes, the ears, the head, um, by pushing uh, the toxins into the GI tract. And then we're doing internal oleation. So we're ingesting um, a substance called ghee, which is clarified butter, which is uh, the body recognizes as its own cholesterol. It is very nourishing for the brain, also for uh, the GI tract, all the little hairs and, and the layers. Um, and or that acts as a little magnet of pulling the toxins to this GI tract. We eat a very basic, simple diet it's called kitchari, which is a basmati rice and a split yellow mung bean with herbs to kindle your digestive fire, such as turmeric, mustard seed, cumin, coriander, fennel, ginger, hing. And we um, have this very simple diet. We relax. We do these self-oil therapies. And we do this for about five days and we're churning all of the physical toxins up. We're also churning the mental toxins up, okay? Because there's a lot of layers on, on the mental body, on the emotional body. So this is also cleaning those layers. So we, we meditate, we do yoga, we listen to knowledge, and we're, we're churning all of these deep-seated toxins in all of the different tissues and, and layers. And then for two days, um, we're still no, no extreme exercise. We try to be calm, 
go within as much as possible and let the toxins sort of settle and get ready to be eliminated. And then on the last day, we eliminate those toxins and then we slowly post cleanse, uh, you know, start to introduce foods back into our diet. We've pre-cleansed, so we are eliminating certain foods like caffeine and alcohol and refined sugars and meat out of the diet for pre-cleanse. We cleanse on this kitchery and then we post-cleanse and, and come out. And this is great for any digestive issues, menstrual issues, fertility issues, weight issues, uh, anxiety. It's, it's huge for anxiety. Um, anything, skin issues, anything that you have, um, you know, gone for that that's bothering you physically, mentally, emotionally, that you've, you've gone for help and you just can't seem to, to figure out why you have this and why it's not going away or you just want to prevent. Uh, in my experience, uh, I, I'm actually on my seasonal cleanse right now. It, I've done two cleanses a year for 15 years, so this is my 30th cleanse, and I am uh, approach. I am 50 and approaching menopause, and I don't have any issues, um, you know, that are ringing the fire bell. I don't, I'm not on any medication. My mind is, is pretty clear. I, I am my ideal weight and, and not working with any, anything chronic or acute or uh, bothering me. Um, so it is for those of us looking to you know, slow down the aging process to just have uh, even, you know, optimal health, better health and well-being to prevent uh, situations in the future, to prepare for, for menopause or just to be our, our happiest, healthy, best version of ourself. I find that um, sometimes I get really busy in my life and there's unresolved emotional or, or uh, mental things that I might sweep you know, under the rug, uh, or, um, you know, just to rest physically. I, I really love exercise. So to not exercise for 10 days, twice a year is, is super healthy. Uh, my joints feel better. My spine feels great. My skin. Um, so, uh, you know, any, any things that you're, you're dealing with or things you just want to prevent, it's, it's a perfect reset. Uh, you're not going hungry, so you don't need to have like, you know, I've done, you know, spiritual juice fasts where we do juice for seven days back, you know, in my 20s and we eat. Uh, you're not hungry. And uh, this sort of oil change uh, just gets everything moving and working optimally. That sounds like something that we should really be doing under supervision, right? With like a close kind of like coaching absolutely absolutely and so we used to do these um you know up until march at the art of living retreat center in in boone and in in boone north carolina and in bangalore india and we've just uh created a 21 day uh home cleanse and we've 
been running a seven-day home cleanse where it's customized. Uh, you work personally with an Ayurveda practitioner with over 20 years experience. You get all the tools, yoga, meditation, knowledge. You get a kit with your kitchery and your spices and your oils. So we, we would not recommend doing this on, on your own. Okay. Um, so we have set up a system and you can work with someone no matter where, where you are in the world. That's crazy. I love that so much because I mean, not everybody, especially at the moment, can really fly anywhere, you know what I mean, leave the house. So it's nice to be able to do this right to your home. So you guys send the kit over to the house and all that good stuff, right? Yes. Okay. Before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, and it's all about your favorite thing of the moment. It could be an activity, a TV show, an Ayurvedic resource, anything at all. What is yours? Mine is um, has been home workouts this week, but I got to share that uh, t- it's uh, September 7th and the gyms in North Carolina are <laughs> finally opening after being closed since March 15th. Yay. So my trainer <laughs> created uh, great home workouts using all kinds of bands and my body weight and, and dumbbells. But I, I got to say that uh, I am headed to the gym to uh, re renew my membership and I am excited to return back to the gym. So one more time for the listeners, where can they find you and drop the art of living website so they can go get their home cleanses? So I'm Kimberly Rossi and you can find me at the art of living retreat center in Boone, North Carolina. And that website is a O L R C dot O R G. Please, if you need help achieving your goals, we'd love to work with you. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining me today. It was amazing, and you were so insightful, and thank you for sharing so much information with us. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. (laughs) Of course. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Kimberly Rossi. If you guys enjoyed this episode or found it helpful and useful, or if you guys found any other previous episodes enjoyable, helpful, and useful, please go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. It really helps me out so, so much. And thank you guys so much for coming to hang out with me on this Friday. And I will catch you next week on Vibing and Valentino. Have a great weekend. Bye.